I'm Jace, and today we have three guests that specialize in different topics. They'll be explaining what genetically modified organisms and natural selection is. They'll be explaining the good, the bad, the differences, and the similarities. Without further ado, here they are. I'm Ethan. I'm Vaughn. And I'm Brian. Our first topic today is evolution. Evolution being very interesting, but all I know is that evolution is when an organism adapts to its environment. How does evolution work? Well, a long time ago, Charles Darwin studied some Galapagos finches and learned that the bird adapted to eat certain foods. So because pretty soon there was more than one type of finch and they each look different because of the variety of food they ate, eventually they evolved so much that different types couldn't even breed together. Another interesting example is that the giraffes used to have short necks, but they started to run out of food because they couldn't reach up high on the trees. But again, throughout thousands of years, they evolved and gained longer necks to be able to reach higher leaves. And artificial selection, and how are they alike and different? Natural selection is when nature does all the work and just let the organism do what they want. Artificial selection is when a human does the work and breed a certain organism with another organism to get a better offspring. The difference between the two is that the natural selection happens naturally in nature, and selective breeding only occurs when humans take the wheel and select what they want. Oh, I understand now. It's like how I breed shrimp and have to keep the red color strong, and to do that, I have to cull them. Culling is when you catch shrimp that colors aren't as strong and take them out of the aquarium. When you take the less colored shrimp out, the offspring of the shrimp are born with stronger, brighter red color. In the lab we recently did, we had to make a model to show how genetic editing works. The model consisted of a pipe, of pipes, cleaners, and color beads. The model was done to try and show how to cut genes. So we made a DNA model in the dog, and then we were asked to cut out the part that gave the dog long fear, so that it could only grow short fear. And this kind of stuff isn't just done in the fake lab models. It's done in real life as well. Scientists work every day to improve organisms such as vegetables and fruits. GMOs are very common nowadays and there are many reasons we are, they are created to produce bigger crops, to grow crops faster and they now make seedless watermelons that make GMO corn and apples are a lot bigger than they used to be. Final topic question is, how do genetic modifications help and or hinder society? Brian, what is your input on this question? Genetic modification can help in a positive way, but it also it acts in a negative way too. A very common genetic modification is GMO food, like fruits and vegetables. Genetic modification could be used for many reasons such as making the crop grow bigger or faster. But did you know that corn, a very common crop, started out not even really containing any vegetable meat? But over a year and years on, corn became almost much a whole new crop. Yes, very true. And these foods could even play a big part in ending hunger. 
Well, folks, that concludes all our topics today. So to recap today, we talked about GMO foods, evolution, artificial selection, natural selection, and how GMOs hinder society, and more. We all hope you have gained some useful knowledge today. And that is it, folks. Thanks. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.